well, we talk again once you finish the game. When you have, <laughs> no, more, I got shit uh, to do. The Batmobile. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Let me introduce the show. Let me introduce the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cameras for Life podcast. <laughs> and we're talking Are about you... Suicide Squad is still a shitty game after launch. Uh, you... no, we're talking about how bad you are driving in Auckland night. Shut, <laughs> shut the fuck up, both of y'all. Let me introduce the goddamn show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cameras for Life podcast. We're each and every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, discussing all these games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my fishtailing uh, co-host. <laughs> Thomas, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Just wish, I just wish Bruce Wayne could invent four-wheel drive. Dog, he did, he did bro. He just not he in that fucking game. Robin drive it. Not in that for fucking the, game. For those that of you who are con- those of you who are confused, we've been talking about Arkham Asylum, which uh, he has been uh, uh, Arkham been streaming. Arkham Knight, excuse me. He has been streaming on the Game of Life uh, channel Great on game. YouTube, which you should definitely subscribe to, uh, talking about his experiences driving uh, the Batmobile in the game. But before we continue on with that, we do have Church in the building as well. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, brother. Thanks for asking. How's life with you? It's not bad. It's Friday, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I was able to play my gig uh, last week. Uh, it oh, didn't yeah, I saw rain. the pictures. Good shit. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, so that was nice because it rained right after, like, <laughs> the next day it rained. So I'm like, oh, like, at least I was able to Oh, get yeah, show. we're getting snow. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sorry, just made me think, yeah. like, weather. Oh, yeah, we're getting some, too. Got some snow coming in. Very yep, cool. yep, can't wait. I'll say I like the shirt, too, by the way. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You know, got to rep the Hendrix. So, um yeah, so an interesting show here this week. We've had a couple of announcements here and there trickling around. Uh, I have three main points to discuss today. We can have some stuff to talk about around them. Uh, but before we get into any of that, like I mentioned before, if you are watching this and you enjoy this banter uh, and some of our other videos that we have on the channel, which is quite a few, almost 200, uh, be sure to subscribe on the youtube channel you know how you've heard this a million times but it really does help we want to grow the channel right so click the subscribe like the video so it goes around the internet leave a comment if you have uh, a a thought on what we've been discussing here on the show uh we will uh, interact with you in the comment section Uh, that is something that i will do obviously uh, as mentioned before arthur does the stream uh for a lot of the games on the channel i as mentioned already uh, arkham asylum uh arkham knight god damn it uh with the batmobile and all that stuff so yeah uh kicking ass and taking names as bruce wayne know what i'm saying uh and here at the game (laughs) batman's bruce wayne sorry guys (laughs) yeah spoiler batman's bruce wayne uh and everything else game of show life you can go to linktree uh linktree uh dot com forward slash gamers the number four life and uh, here at the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news while you can watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode, or you can just hang out with us here at the Gamers for Life podcast. Um, do we want to talk about the fantasy card just a little bit? There's been a couple of updates that kind of oh, revolve there's around been updates. Um, quite a bit. So, I mean, does, Joel, uh, does uh, Church have positive points again? <laughs> I think I made it. I, I think I crossed the threshold from zero. Hell yeah, yeah the, the threshold of zero. He's out of the go. He's out of the negative, but but even more so of an update. Arthur, one of his the 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 big game that I forgot even had a release date so quickly, and I'm talking about Final Fantasy Rebirth is getting <laughs> sorry is getting come guzzling high reviews <laughs> from, <laughs> from all of his combatants. 
Uh, it is averaging a 93 on Open Critic, which is insane. So glad I picked that game. I totally forgot. I'm so <laughs> upset that you picked that game because I'm like, fuck. So uh, you're going to be getting a good amount of goddamn points here coming in really soon. Uh, yeah. The game's looking really nice. And then, of course, it's one of those things where I'm like, damn, is this the year that I should buy a PlayStation 5? Jim Ryan is, is out. Yes. He's not doing shit, really. And a bunch of other stuff has been announced. Kojima. Helldivers is out. Like, Hell, like, so fun. Helldivers 2 is out, as we've mentioned before. Space um, democracy. Losing exclusivity. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're giving away games. We do need to talk about that, too. Well, at least your, your, your four games, because on the show, on the, uh, the last episode, episode we gave our four games that xbox should give away uh, i don't know if you concocted that list i don't know if it was all live service games or oh yeah I, <laughs> I could run through them if you want to no problem yeah okay right on right on um i guess another thing too is that it, it was announced so obviously this hasn't reflected the fantasy card as of yet but uh elden ring elden ring the uh the dlc that we've been waiting for uh did get announced shadow of Erd tree um and of course i know you dumped hours upon hours uh into this church so i kind of wanted you to lead this here just kind of give me your thoughts on what you saw and just kind of your excitement around it pretty much let let drill know how many points he should expect in this card oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> so you should expect 10 across the board. You know, oh, this thank is God. Easy to get. <laughs> it should be easy. Like, I need it. Any, yeah, I need it. <laughs> if there's any doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, the announcement is, it's crazy. I'm actually having a hard time fathering how I'm going to spend my time in the summer because I have Final Fantasy 14, the new expansion coming out. So I'm like trying to pick the time and this DLC is going to take 100 hours easily, probably. Um, I'm excited. I'm very big into the lore. I frequent YouTube lore channels. So there's a lot of uh, character uh, narration story bits in terms of Milk, uh, Malik, uh, uh which is the uh, brother of Melania, who seems to be centered around the theme of this DLC. Now, he was a big uh, portion of the game in terms of like the harder zone, quote unquote off the beaten path and now we finally get to see him and his vision of the world so um the, it looks scary it looks massive bro i don't know if you guys seen it i might have got the price wrong but it is a 50 dollar dlc 50 dollars really yeah hmm. and there's a deluxe version of the dlc i've never seen a deluxe version of a dlc in my entire life bro <laughs> and so this <laughs> This is a macro transaction if I've ever seen it in my life. Church was like, swipe, swipe. Collector's edition. Like, I'm going to go for it. And the collector's edition. Yeah. Is it worth it? Of course, bro. I think it's going to be surprisingly a huge game. Similar to my theory is like Tears of the Kingdom. Well, spoilers, if you guys haven't played that game, there is like the section of that game where you go underground and it's the entire map of Breath of the Wild. I think this is going to be equivalent to a sequel to Elden Ring. I think it's going to be that massive. You know, I'm hyping it up. I think the money, uh, if they're asking for $50 up front, I think you're going to get your money's worth because I think it's just going to be a sequel to the game that you love. It ain't going to be no 8 to 10 hours. You're going to be there fighting mini bosses. And it's exciting, bro. We've been waiting for this for years at this point so i mean maybe two and a half years but who's counting just me 
but because <laughs> I hear I hear it's supposed to be uh, potentially up to forty hours as far as the DLC. Bro, yeah, wild. that's insane. So, how do you guys feel about that price tag? Just a a fifty dollar DLC and a deluxe addition to the DLC. Like, how, how do you think? How do you guys feel about that? That's too expensive. Forty hours, though, I will say, is still a good length of a DLC. I mean, that DLC is already like what? How many times more than the entire Call of Duty campaign? Um, a part of me is like old man screaming at clouds as always because I'm like, that's bad, but fuck, that's gonna be the norm. Like, like I feel like I feel like the soon experience would be like one hundred fifty dollars for like a true experience. So, what's bad about the DLC if it's the same length as a full? featured game what are you concerned about that's where i'm like that's where i'm torn well because first off here's a question what is the is it 40 hours or is it like full 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 completion platinum trophy 100 hours so no. really i say that because you guys' numbers were like more than double off each other i mean I'm, I'm being hyperbolic when it okay, comes okay. to 100 hours because you can easily sink 100 hours into elden ring if yeah. not more that this yeah and, and and that's sorry that cut you off my own question but that, that's why because i know like Elden Rings, it's three playability that adds to it, but I, that's why I wasn't sure. So Drell's like, okay, 40 hours, but absolutely Elden Ring has the amazing replayability that worthies it. So again, that's why I'm mixed. At face value, it's like $50, $50 for like a DLC is like a price, is like a high asking price. But I'm like, okay, what? it's a DLC for Elden Ring, which is a game that's highly praised. So worth the value. And you get a lot of gameplay from it. So that's why I'm. I'm like mixed because again, I think this fifty dollars is okay, but I wouldn't be surprised if like within a year or maybe with a year ish, we start seeing other DLCs being priced at the same. But whereas those other DLCs might not be worth that fit, that fifty dollar value. Mm, you're looking at PlayStation. I hear you. I hear you. I'm looking at Blockbuster Games. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a special circumstance, right? I mean, I'm kind of okay with the price of it. Reason being is because. How old is Eldering now? Is it two years old? About two and a half, yeah, two. And then a new game's coming out, and then a new DLC coming out, and if it's supposed to be as long as I've heard it is for forty bucks, it's almost like it's almost like a sequel in a sense, you know, or just more, you know, obviously more content. And I don't think there's really anything wrong with it because of the timing. I think if it was like six months from the original game, they're asking for fifty dollars, you know, that's kind of crazy, you know, but. I mean, I almost think of it almost as like the WoW expansions, right? You know, the, each expansion, 50, 60 bucks, right? Um, every so often. Um, and if, and it's, you know, and this, as far as the quality of Elden Ring, you know, and how much that game sold uh, and just the cleaning up during the awards and whatnot, I think, I mean, I think it's warranted. I think it's warranted. It would be interesting, though, Arthur, to see what the trend would be in the future for other uh, other publishers, other game, other you know developers, to see if they can pull something off to that particular you know degree. But I do think because of the timing, I think I think it'll be fine. I don't think people will be freaking out about it too much um, because it's been two years. I mean, people have been waiting for more content from Elden Ring. So it's a very interesting, it's an interesting game they're playing, you know, uh, pardon the pun, but uh, I, I think, uh, I think this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be reviewed. Well, I, I don't really hear anybody really fussing about it, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Just a quick follow-up. Just what, is this a trend that you guys want to see further when it comes to first party single player experiences? Will they just 
dump like a $40 DLC, but has as much value as the original game in terms of hours or maybe even content, would that be something you guys would want to purchase? Or would you just want a sequel at that point for the games you love? Real quick, 40 or 50? Someone said 50 earlier, sorry. I I heard forty. That was from kind of funny. So who knows what accuracy okay. that is? Um, <laughs> that yeah, I, I yeah, I heard um, I heard forty. But I mean, if it's more than that, that just tests more to the situation, right? That's a good question you asked, Church. Um, I think this is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people, right? Because Game Pass has spoiled all of us, <laughs> right? Game Pass has spoiled all of us, and of course, you know. On Game Pass. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then, you know, to, to uh, Arthur's point, as he's mentioned to me before, you know, a lot of times when games go away at Game Pass, it definitely entices you to buy the DLC, especially if it's at a discounted price. So that's also a huge, you know, kind of like a, a spoiling as well. You're getting the a discounted version of the DLC and or the game. But now we have games like this as far as for IPs, first party IPs, that are charging the you know these DLCs at a high cost, but I'm I'm torn because I'm always from a quality perspective first. If we're getting high quality, high value, we're not we're not you know it's not some cookie cutter bullshit. You know it's it's like no, this is like full on content. There's story content. There's really dope missions. There's new weapon upgrades. There's you know there's a lot of time and effort put into it. It might be warranted, but I think having it too, right, is because that's the that's the the that's what we that's what we've we've come from before Game Pass, right? We're used to spending that money from like the Fallout Four DLCs, and obviously they weren't they weren't fifty dollars, but I mean we bought all the expansions, you know, when they came out. Like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so for me, I it, it really depends. Not every game can get away with it. Not every game can get a, like, for example, if Starfield came out with a new thing two years from now from its release and charged $50, I got to see what they're doing right with uh, the, the standalone. Because right now, no one's playing Starfield like like they, they were, right? It was fun while it lasted, but the, the, the planets are empty. And I think they're still having the fucking issue that I bitched about the last episode as far as, like, setting the mission objective. And it's just a bunch of bubbles. I'm like... Why the fuck, you know? So, um, where's your mission objective? I don't know. You fucking figure yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Tell like, me, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, where's this the normal map? It's like you have the galaxy map. Where's the normal map of where I fucking am? Anyway, um, well, you don't like pressing B six times, to get out of the fucking menu. <laughs> no way. Right? Exactly. But uh, what are your what are your thoughts on this, Arthur? This is an interesting question. Uh. You're doing too. You're being too pessimistic. You're like, oh, I'm not sure if some games are it. Most fucking DLC war- warranted. Name like three good AAA games in the fucking like two years. Like everything's been a letdown or a flop or bad. Like I, again, I think this will financially be the norm, but most of it won't truly like most of it. Most of it truly won't warrant it. You know, from software is like one of the few. You know, true good company that they're doing consistency where you know i don't you know we're in the age of quadruple a games and 40 dollars dlc it's a new age to be it's a new age to be in that where i apparently there's a memo i guess i didn't realize we entered the quadruple a gaming each but here we are um so i feel like most cases it won't warrant it but i think sooner than not it's going to be the industry norm with this price point i mean 
it's like now a game just can't, you know, not have the $9,800 version to play a game like four days early. Um, so I feel like, whereas that's the norm, I feel like DLC is being this price point wise, will probably be the norm very soon too. Will all of them be 40 hours of gameplay? Will all of them have legitimate upgrades? Will all of them have new mechanics? No, but you know, like I said, Joel, you and I called it early the norm of microtransactions, all this other stuff. This isn't, this isn't far off. But I, th- I think to church's point, as far as the second part of the question, like, like if, if this was a trend and it was IP games, like, like a uh, first party IP uh, IPs that, we were really interested in would you move forward to make the purchase because you know we're all game pass huge fans right we're yeah. not we're, we're it's like we don't really want to spend anything yeah. beyond 16 dollars these days right. for <laughs> example hogwarts legacy has dlc coming bro like are, are you copping it not day one okay okay not, yeah. not let, let the let the public figure why, out that why, shit first why not <laughs> Okay, but what happened if it's reviewed well, right? It just is reviewed well. Is this day one or is it just the price tag? Rarely, rarely would I see myself doing that only because to a point, church, we talk about it in separate ways is like is in terms of personal like game time. Like Mm -hmm. if I like one game that's coming on this date and then this game's DLC is coming on that date, I'm like, okay, I can't buy both. But that's that's not necessarily a factor for a lot of people, but that's a factor for me. So that's, again, the personal reason why I can't guarantee a cop X, Y, and Z all at launch date one. But let's say it wasn't. Like, let's say there's a $40 DLC for uh, this other game coming out. It's a dead zone. Nothing else is buying it. Maybe. And even then, I don't see myself doing it day one. Now, my ask just that, if it's like cooperative or something like that, like if if like you know like hell divers or something just quietly or loudly drops an xbox and that shit's like 70 bucks i'm like yo hop the fuck on we need to introduce some bucks to some space democracy but rarely i can see myself doing that but not like every single time that shit happens okay yeah and i hear you also well i I just want to give my closing thoughts i mean i don't think it's a mystery to you too i mean i would spend the money um, just because I'll tell you why I think games graphically have gone to a point where the sequel is not going to impress me visually anymore. Before I would want a sequel where they go back, you know, do some graphic updates. But I just think the where we at in the industry, as I understand it, what I've been experienced, like PS3 games look as good as PS4 games sometimes. Like the, the updates would be minimum. So I'd rather... The developer teams take a game like I love, like a God of War, Spider-Man 2, Tears of the Kingdom, um, just to name a few. Reuse those assets, right, that's always been developed, and have a shorter development time and give me another $40, 40-hour experience, whatever the price tag may be, quicker than another five-year turnaround. Just because, like, hey, I love this game. I want to get back to this game as quick as possible as opposed to waiting five years now or in terms of like, you know, uh, Rocksteady or a, a rock star waiting 10 years to get something new. Um, and that's kind of well, I, I think I'm, I want to support this Elden Ring because I, I kind of want to get it sooner. Like I, I want to be back in this world, you know, as soon as possible. And that's just my philosophy now. Well, you know, vote with, with your wallet, you know. Um, I think a lot of people abstain from spending money in games, like especially games as services. But what are, what are people doing to uh, support the practices 
they they want to see from games, right? If you don't want games to services, like, yeah, don't spend your money there, but are you buying these regular games that don't have microtransactions? Are you are you supporting these developers? I mean, it's easy to buy, you know, the game of the year Nintendo game, right? But the, it's the double A's and the sevens out of tens that you got to support to keep that, you know, those type of games in production. It's just, just my thoughts. So that's an interesting point you make. I mean, I think for I just think on the other side of the spectrum, it's like, you know, I'll support it if I find value in it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I think that's that's the other side of that's the other side of the gaming industry is that, you know, maybe not everybody will see the value, you know, to support. Right. It has to be a very special connection between the gamer and the developer or the gamer and the game itself. Um, Do you think that. Sorry, like, Joe, that is it is it okay to have that perspective when gamers don't see the value and therefore they don't pay for it but you're competing with you know the money's getting spent in the industry right it's all like it's all in the same you know pond right it's like people are spending money over here in games of service because they see the value but nobody's spending money over here right so the game developers are going to put the resources and money towards you know games of services as opposed to the you know standalone experiences I think it's you know it's a I think it's a it's a multifolded it's a multifaceted uh multifaceted scenario you bring up I mean the from the from the economic standpoint to capitalist society not everyone has the ability to to support who they want even if they had to uh, especially in today's standards um and then the other side of the spectrum is is that you have Game Pass which is kind of like the Spotify of games you know we're we're now in a spoiled we're now on a spoiled notion where we have access to high quality games and we can just pay a, a, a flat line subscription service. Whose fault is that? You know, and, and for those people that, you know, maybe they don't want to flush out and buy the DLC, um, you know, when, when the game pass game leaves, it's, you know, I mean, it, again the value has to be there and then we did see numbers though where 50 percent of people that had game pass they bought the dlc you know so i think it's one of those things where it just has to be to me it's a very uh special it's a very special uh particular circumstance you know um where people will find that that value to do so you know it's almost uh it's kind of slightly parallel to you know the artists as far as like trying to release their music and to buy the album on vinyl or something via Bandcamp versus going to just streaming and they get a thousand of a percent you know what i mean which means nothing so but it's this but you have this convenient service <laughs> that I get paid ten dollars and listen to everything I want. You know, so it's like who's whose fault is it at the end of the day? You know, um and, and who finds value in what and what dictates that, you know. So it's it's interesting, you know. I just think as far as for the back to the gaming notion of what you mentioned, I think there are games that, that there's just it, it's harder to be it's obviously a highly competitive space, so there are certain games that they have that originality or just that um just they just have it they just have that thing where it's like i want to invest in this last of us is one of those you know it's like regardless of how people are feel about last of us uh part two 
I mean, statistically, you would. I I would I would argue that there's more people that liked Last of Us Part Two than the people that didn't. I mean, just based off of the sales, based off the awards, like even based off people that actually bought the remastered editions. There's a lot of people in the comments and forums say, "Yeah, this is great." You know what I mean? And obviously, there's the other there's the the loud few that say, "Fuck that," <laughs> you know, this is bullshit. But these are the same people. I'm never that- gonna use a golf club again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but these are the same people that find that value that you talk about right so in last of us this is one of those experiences that you don't get from many other games and from a narrative perspective so it's it's a it's a highly competitive market so it forces developers to to work that much harder to deliver something that is going to give the elden rings to buy that dlc for 50 bucks so that's kind of that's kind of my take yeah i kind of i'm kind of in the subject because i'm just more I'm like drill knows, but I'm more of niche when it comes to, I do not reflect the majority, you know, the, the, you know, the, the common customer, like the people that want to pay $70 for like every single game that comes out. I'm like, you do you boo. I am not doing that shit. <laughs> like, sorry. There's like a thousand and one games on game Pass I can play or B. I don't have time for that. Or C. I don't feel like spending all the money on that. Like, you know, three, you know, three games. So it's over 200 bucks. Like, oh, I'm okay. And then, and then you have, and then you have like the other situation, right? Where like Arthur, again, he said like, hey, hey, like, no, I wouldn't do that. But then sometimes there's certain games where like, oh, maybe I should do it. I'll pre order Diablo 4. And like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, we all make mistakes. I fucking okay. hate this. No, but, but, but I'm just saying yeah, like that. Yeah, that's another, that's a, that's another, like, that's another populace that like did yeah. that. And they're like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? So, and not everyone is forgiving to, to do it for the next thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I felt as far as like uh fucking Anthem and, you know, and all that shit. As far as like, yo, like I, I like, this is the fastest $60. That means nothing now. You know what I mean? Like just because of that. So it's like, some people get burned, you know? So it's more we got reason. burned in like fucking a pay period. That shit was crazy. <laughs> we didn't even get paid twice before that game was fucking dead, dude. I'm like, holy shit. But anyway, I'll, uh, I'll I can't, ahead. I can't. Uh, I don't know. I can't speak to like value, but I'm just hoping that the one thing church spoke to was like kind of like the funding or the focus of, you know, the developers or publishers, I would say more that they provide the funding as I'm hoping they follow more of like the, the trend of, you know, what's fun and what's, you know, the, the, the numbers that support the fun versus, you know, uh, they're just, they throw money to probably make it happy. You know, like last year, you know, was the most selling game of all last year, Hogwarts legacy, and then Letha Company was up there, Baldur's Gate 3, Pal World on Game Pass. But if you don't buy Pal World, on, even if you don't play, it even was if the you kingdom, didn't, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was again, the most, it was 1 million short behind Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> and it was only available on Switch as opposed to Hogwarts Legacy being available on multiple platforms, bro. Whose fault is that, Church? <laughs> That's still a feat. No, I'll give. I'll give that. Is, like, does exclusivity help anybody? <laughs> right, 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 Prime right. Example. right. No, and that's, that's no, funny. and that's absolutely Zelda Shigeru's dues. Because again, one million shy of a game that was cross console, cross platform, and again, that wasn't. But you know, again, look at the games that have been not popular in terms of like reviews or critics or ratings, but popular in terms of player counts behind them. Hogwarts Legacy, Zelda, Letha Company, um, Baldur's Gate Three. Power World, Power World's a, you know it's on Game Pass. Power World's a thirty dollars game, 
So kind of, you know, not shouting the clouds, but like wishing, hoping the clouds. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that if you look at the numbers of what players have been playing the past, you know, year or so, it's like, I hope we get away from this other deal just throw money to throw money in it, make the thing. And like, you know, focus on, um, something I was on time to do your sequel thing, uh, church focus on the gameplay loop not necessarily making the gameplay look loop look prettier. Agree. Gameplay over graphics is uh, that's just me and how I approach games a lot. So yeah, and this man, you know, this is a man, you know, calling from you know a switch, which is definitely not known for his power. So again, do it. I couldn't, I couldn't stick that landing. I was gonna say another iPad joke, but it's it it wasn't warranted because I'm like, ah, no, Zelda does look good <laughs> on that game. They, they, they games, did it, bro. They got games. <laughs> no, yeah, they yeah they got games. Not everything has to be like highly 4K, hyper real, like you said when you thought when you're real quick when you're talking about how sequels need to focus more on what made them popular, not necessarily make them look better. This isn't one for one. But I immediately thought of um the the Lord of the Rings, Shadows of War. That first game, that second game looked arguably the same, but all the new things they added in Shadow of uh, Mordor, or sorry, Shadow of War, God, that gameplay loop, dude. I never, ever, ever got tired of killing every single fucking orc I saw. So again, to sequels, you know, to tie by tie back to your sequel thing, to like that notion, focus on improving the gameplay loop, loop, not making it look better. Exactly. Right on. Uh, speaking of gameplay uh, and games that are converted to movies. Uh, I was curious about the impressions of y'all, your all thoughts of the Borderlands. Borderlands trailer. trailer. We finally got it. Uh, we were very skeptical to see what the hell's going on with it. Originally, Ed Boone was going to direct it. He's no longer the director of the film. Um, Jack Black. Wait, is Ed Boone, Mortal Kombat guy? Or not Ed Boone, I'm sorry. Uh, the guy who directed Hostel. Oh, he's not behind it no more? He's not behind it anymore. Oh, director. fuck. He I mean, like it's PG-13, right? That. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, um, he doesn't fuck with PG-13. He wants that gore. He wants that gore. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll start. I was okay with it. I mean, I kind of like that it's... So, if you kind of look at it, it's not... I think it's more of a... It's Borderlands 2-ish, sort of. Um... Cause like um, who's the sniper guy, Mordecai, something like that. I didn't play the sniper guy. It's not calling me. It looks fun. I'll just, I'll just like that. Yeah, ap- yeah. Face value is absolutely PG thirteen. Borderlands is not super gore. Um, they're not, you know, they might show some gore, but they're, they're going to be, you know, shooting guys' heads off and hacking people off every other second. Or the games are kind of cartoony gory. I liked it. Um, I didn't see a horrible. There was no thong song. It's weird because I, I feel like the tone was sort of similar. To the 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 tone of this trailer was semi sort of similar to the tone of the Twisted Metal trailer, but yet I I like this, not that. I think is again I think Twisted Metal is more of a dark source than this. You know I said I feel like Twisted Metal to me was more of a monkey's paw story than a thong song commercial. Um, I liked it. It looked fun. It looked it. There was like a good balance of quip and quirk, but not over the fucking top. Um, I did like one of the top comments I showed you guys that like, it sounds like, uh, what's his name? Kevin Hart is doing his rock impression for every single line. Hey, what's up over there? <laughs> Just like deep, fucking deep, deep voice. Like, Oh, we got to do this guys. Like Kevin Hart, you don't sound like that. We've fucking seen you. You don't sound like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm hopeful. Well, I see in theaters No, but that's not a good judge. I don't see shit in theaters. So, um, well, I rent it when it comes to digital. Yeah, probably. What do you think, Church? 
Yeah, so th- this is hot garbage shit, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, opposing <laughs> opinions. Let's go. <laughs> I just it does not look good, bro. I think Kevin Hart looks like the weakest, which I thought he would be the strongest. But you I thought mean, Kevin Hart would be the strongest? Have you seen his movies? Sorry, <laughs> you see one Kevin Hart movie, you've seen them all. Just, just saying. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, he. I feel the same way about other actors too, of like Samuel Jackson sometimes too, <laughs> you know. But like. I think Kevin Hart could be. Str- I think he's funny, but it you know what you're getting, right? Um, I don't think he's going to outshine Jack Black. There's very few people that could do what Jack Black does, right? And I feel the same way about Jim Carrey. There's nobody close to Jim Carrey. Um, but and going back to Borderlands, I just it doesn't. Kevin Hart doesn't seem funny. I'm not happy with the casting. Um, the violence looks a okay. I I look at this film and I realize, you know what? If Sony just used into the Spider-Verse type of graphics, we would have got a better Borderlands movie with different voice acting. So if they just went animated as opposed to live action, I think we would have been in a better place than what we're getting right now. I don't think the movie's going to be good, bro. I think it's it's very colorful. Same thing they do for games of services, make it shiny and brighty, you know, <laughs> to draw on the, the young crowd. And they're going to have like noises to get it attractive. It just... It does not look good. Um, and I don't know, man. It just I'm not excited for it. I feel like Uncharted looked like the better movie. I watched Uncharted. It's like a it's an okay film, but it, I don't expect I mean, do you Arthur, do you think this movie's gonna be great? I think it's gonna be okay. Like it's Borderlands. Like I'm not coming to like guys, so have you seen Schindler's list? I got a movie for you. Like, it's just gonna be like okay. Like I was expecting a beat. So if I get like a C plus B minus. I'm not like, oh, I was wrong. And in terms of like some of the colors and noises, yeah. I mean, I that's what Borderlands to a point is. I feel is. like Guy Ritchie should have done Borderlands, bro. I feel like, yeah, the, yeah it would have been better. You know, you have like, you know, the King Arthur movie, Snatch. I think it just fits the Borderlands aesthetic better in terms of a fast paced type of film. I feel like, you know, Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. Yeah, I, was you know, yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. It would have been better, but I don't think this film is is bringing that. And I guess, Arthur, do you want? I want video game movies to be great. I, to to this day, I think Warcraft is underrated as a mm-hmm. video game movie. I think it's fucking top tier, right up there with The Last of Us TV show. But like Borderlands, I don't think it's converting anybody, bro. Like, oh no, 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 like, dude, and that's no, the problem, I- right? Oh no, I have, I have, I like, I have become complacent in my Stockholm syndrome of, oh, a game movie. <laughs> it's going to, it's not going to be good. Like, I don't know. Sorry. Like, if you guys were expecting, like, I can't wait for this to be good. Like, what are you, why are you setting yourself up for failure? Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, I, I, I love, okay. like, I love Borderlands. Bell, like, we got to get knows. you out of the castle. Borderlands 2, Borderlands 2 to me is very near dear to my heart and other things. And so like, <laughs> what but i knew they were but here's the thing i knew they were like the right. second like okay church here's one of why i immediately knew borland this movie's going to be bad do you remember that one half fake last e3 where randy pitra was like let me just show off a camera in everyone's face i'm like cool this movie's gonna be bad i i have therefore i have no hope so i do remember the, that yeah so that's why like again so that's why i'm like kind of pessimistic i'm like it's not gonna do well and i don't care because i expected that it sucks that like an IP I love um, is doing is gonna do shit in the box office. Really random. You said smoking aces. 
thought that common would common would have been a way better casting for Roland than Kevin Hart. Just I don't know why that popped on my head, by the way. Yeah. Um, but in terms, I will say in terms of the color and noise to a point that kind of is the game, like really like Joe and I were there in re- working retail with Borderlands two. And like some of like the actual, like advertising was like, here comes Borderlands dubstep. And that was like the whole commercial. Like that was the entire yeah. verbatim, like bah, 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 commercial for Borderlands two. Very, the that was a very obnoxious time where he had games. Every like, time, Jesus every time Christ. just <laughs> do you like dubstep bah, 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 Borderlands two coming out. February blah. So that's why that color, that's why the colors and noises to me that weren't distracting. So I'm like, yeah, that's on brand. I will say I do like the little things that did tie in the game. Like man, Moxie was there. Um, the guns there, there, the actual guns, Marcus, his bus, the vending machines. So yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know. No, if- cook, bro. Cook, you're cooking, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know if it's going to come come together bro like it won't it won't sorry, and I, i'll have that for you well i'm sorry I, I like want I, them to won't. make <laughs> bro but this is sony's initiative right <laughs> they, they want to make more video games and if this is the quality they put in out especially after the last of us right well, he had the creator of the game behind it and I, I think actually the creator well of the uh was that was h2 yeah uh, i'm, cre- I'm yeah. creating that note more to yeah. hbo Sorry, I put a lot, lot more towards HBO than Sony for the Uncharted. Okay, so compare it to Uncharted. Yeah, comparing it to Uncharted, it's like, you know, it's in the same category. I, I just want it to be better. Um, oh, yeah. I want it to succeed. Um, and uh, I just, I don't know, bro. It's not going, I think Jack Black is going to save it. That robot is going to be the key to this entire film because you put Jack Black in anything, it, it's going to walk a little bit. He's going to bring something, but it just it does not look good, bro. Sorry, I have this another shocker. That's actually something I kind of disagree with. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of disagree too. I was, I no, the I, old, wish, I was, I was the original, the original, the original clapchat voice actor. Vo- That's clapchat. I feel like something's Black missing. I don't. Know. I feel like, like I feel like he's trying clap-trap. to. He's trying to save a burning house. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't disagree. If they had the original actor, that would have been great. Like, right? That would be the preference. But I'm yeah. not going to discount Jack Black and what he can do. Are, are we tripping? Like Jack Black? Like we no, just saw I mean, him at Bowser, he'll, right? he'll like, be he'll be great. But I just think um, I just think when it comes to the character of Claptrap, like I don't know. Like like not him. like yeah. I I don't think I don't think he's the right fit. Jack Black's amazing. Like I I I won't like yeah. Like I don't even want to go into a rant of how great I think Jack Black is. He's obviously amazing, but I don't think he was the right fit for for Claptrap. You know what I mean? I, I'm, so I'm 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 completely healthy in saying a that. Voice actor, who would you want? Who who you think? Shit, Kevin Hart would be a better club, <laughs> baby. He has a <laughs> high voice. You're right, dude. Kevin Hart you know has saying? a better high voice than a low voice. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart sounds more like Kevin Hart talking like this. Yeah. Talking like this. Get down, guy. Like right. again, it sounds like Kevin, like like to a point we've seen Kevin Hart's bits. It sounds like he's doing a bit. It sounds like he's doing his uncle. <laughs> that bit is hilarious. Like he's his uncle this whole movie. He's his like uncle is hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying we saw the bit like say with your chest. Like he's doing his uncle and saw this whole movie. Bro, but say it with your chest is hilarious, bro. Uh, um I guess my short... an uncle, yeah, but a whole movie of it? Oh, I don't know, man. Uh my I guess my take on uh 
my take on this is I, I, I agree with both of you guys. I kind of have some mixed feelings here. So I do think that it, they could have, I think they're kind of mailing it in. Obviously, there is a lot of uh, issues behind the scenes as far as for, for like the production or whatnot. It seems like they're just trying to put a stamp on it and move it along. Um, I think it can be a little more sophisticated than what they're giving it to church's point, you know, cause yeah, I do think of like lucky number 11 or smoking aces, like really crazy stylistic, but like a really good too, you know, it takes itself quasi seriously within its crazy comedic world or whatever it is. Um, I don't think the casting is horrible. Obviously, uh, Kevin Hart sticks out like a sore thumb. He obviously shouldn't be this character. Like I remember reading that one of the articles joke? saying like him playing Roland is like, yeah, he's really going to surprise everybody. He's not surprising anybody. <laughs> I'm like, whoever wrote that, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like Kevin Hart, like stop being Roland. Let's call him Roland. <laughs> Let's call him the actual character. You know what I mean? Like, and um and yeah, as I mentioned with Claptrap, I think Jack Black could be great. We'll, we'll, he'll he'll do fine. Like he'll he'll try, but I think as far as to really like to fit it like a glove, you know, like like, like I said, I, Kevin Hart probably would fit the description more as Claptrap when it comes to the voice. But um, yeah, man, it's hard because I I try to think of this from a bird's eye view too as well, right? When it comes to people who've never played Borderlands. They just want to see a movie, take the kids or whatever. It's going to be a fine, entertaining film. But when it comes to us as gamers, we're like, Borderlands deserves more, so much more than this. You know what I mean? Um, it's, you know, it's going to be kicked to the side and maybe respectfully so. But as far as like, as far as like asking the main question, does this, does this truly do Borderlands as an overall disservice? Like, where it's like, this is a fucking shit, garbage, fucking uh, uh, movie. I don't know if I can say that. I don't, think it's, I, mean? I don't think it. I don't think it's an insult slap in the face. We've seen insult slap in the face movies. Um, again, there's a lot. Again, there's a lot. A lot of details there that show some of the heart or soul of the game is is present um that's that's why i'm just like not mad at it um like i said a lot of the guns the, you know the costumes on point the guns are accurate the a lot of the stuff in the background the world building looks good the, again man mock man moxie looks man moxie looks good um it's not one of those video game movies that's like a slap in the face holy shit now this is tainted put this way like halo this is like halo show is way the fuck down there so so again will this be like a slap in the face like the halo show was no will this be a fucking knockout of the park holy shit game movies are back like sonic was also no excuse me it's that middle it's that middle ground, middle ground. Yeah. And, and and you know I saw it on a, on a lunch break so maybe like you know coming from a social day at work to watching a trailer I thought some of the jokes were funny um, it made me laugh. It made me go, oh, that's cringe. You know, it was just like, cause that's, cause that's the thing too. Cause I was worried a lot of this to be like cringe because I, we've just seen a lot of cringe writing and everything shows, movies, games, fucking you name it. And it didn't hit a lot of cringe for me watching the trailer as brief as it was. Um, so again, it's going to be that middle ground. I was a tiny Tina. Well, I, cause I know you're a big fan of that character. Like I am. I liked her. Again, yeah. I, I liked her. It wasn't it wasn't bad. I'm sure there's people like, well, Tina, this, and I'm just like, here, here's the thing: the head writer 
of Borderlands 2, Anthony Birch, wrote Tiny Tina for his sister. All the success and glory of the story that was Borderlands 2 came from Anthony Birch. So the second I found out Anthony Birch was not involved in this movie, I knew I'm not going to get a true, true, true Borderlands story. Because everything that was Borderlands 2 was Anthony Birch, the head writer. So that already let me know. Like, okay, it's it's like it's not one for one, but like um the the Neil guy Druckmann, like because Neil Druckmann was so involved with the Last of Us show that helped it have its success. That's like you know you know that's like saying what if you know the new season gets announced and Neil Druckmann's not a part of it. That's already setting the tone of what what of what the next season may be. So that's what I, that's what it was for me coming into this, knowing that Anthony Birch was the behind this. Like yes, there's Randy Pitchford. He that's more of the gearbox. He's kind of the face. But he's not necessarily the writer. He's not necessarily the brains behind it. He's not necessarily the brains or you know behind the show. The writers are. And Anthony Birch was Borderlands too, um, which is by far I think their best story they had. Um, so again, B minus of a movie I'm expecting. Any lasting thoughts, Church, before we move on? Yeah, the man, jokes are trash. Gonna, no, yeah, exactly. It's going to be trash, bro. Like this optimism. <laughs> You know, life is terrible. Um, you know, stay negative. Um, <laughs> bro, like we should not. We should hold these studio studios more accountable, bro. We should not support this garbage, like this garbage, bro. Oh man, you just gave me a layup of a segue, bro. Speaking of holding studios accountable, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to mention the recent article earlier this week, uh, as far as for Sony talking about Bungie and how they should uh, be held more accountable, have some accountability for the development of the timelines uh, of their projects coming out obviously uh, marathon being one of them uh so let me read a little bit of this slightly it says and quote sony president and playstation chairman uh, hiroki uh, totoki has said bungie could be better at assuming responsibility for its development uh, timelines uh during a q a session following sony's latest financial results briefing uh, totoki was asked for an update on bungie and whether he and any initiatives planned for the studio in the next financial year uh, totoki replied that while he was impressed by bungie's ability as a video game developer he felt it could make improvements from a business perspective and quote he said i visited the bungee studios and had meetings with the management he said and i saw the employees working at the studios were highly motivated showing great creativity as well as an impressive knowledge a knowledge of live services he said in quote however i also felt that there was a room for improvement from a business perspective with regarding to areas such as the use of business expenses and assuming accountability for development timelines I hope to continue the dialogue and come up with some solutions, end quote. Uh, and it says, when uh, Totoki originally answered this question last week, a live English translator provided Sony referred to the PlayStation Studios in general. Uh, to, I can just stop here. That's pretty much the whole fucking thing. Uh, your guys' thoughts on uh, the response of uh, Totoki uh on holding budget cowl i will start with you church yeah um earlier this week when you dropped it in the chat i i feel like we we had different reactions you know i, I think um Arthur, i don't know if your opinions just say it's the same where you're praising this approach i was kind of looking at it as kind of negative that it's means crunch time I, I think it's it's interesting it's a lot to break down one i think marathon was supposed to come out this year 
and it got delayed if I'm reading the tea leaves. Two, um, is it a good thing that people meet deadlines? I, I think so. We all have jobs. We all have deadlines. And ultimately, I think this new CEO um, at PlayStation is taking an interesting approach. Like, he's critical of his team not meeting deadlines when PlayStation is number one. Right, because they take the time with the first party studios, and he's saying you're taking too much time. I wonder if this is going to affect the quality in the future. Because I, I always thought you know Sony wants to adhere to these deadlines, but take your time, cook something up, make PlayStation like the exclusive to have. And if the guy, if this guy is coming in saying, "Hey, we need this out now." Like, what does that mean for future titles? I, I don't know. I don't think anything negative now because Sony announced like, hey, we ain't going to have anything new that's God of War or Spider-Man 2 status. But it, it is kind of very concerning as a PlayStation uh, owner just because what are we going to get? I mean, I've been very critical of Sony from the very beginning of this generation is that I know the sequels we're going to get and we've gotten them. What's coming after that? And that question has still yet to be answered. And then I, I, I don't I don't know. I wonder if Sony's uh business relationship with Bungie is gonna bear any fruit for these 10 live service games that they have going on. I think Helldivers 2 is an unexpected success. I think they didn't even market that game properly, right? And now it's taken off. Like, shit, should that only have been on PlayStation or should we put that everywhere? I, I don't know. Um, with Last of Us skin cancer too, I, you know, maybe that's a slight to that studio uh, at... Uh, who makes that game? Is it Neversoft or... Um, who is the studio for Last of Us? Na Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, Naughty thank Dog, you. Yeah. Maybe that's a slight to Naughty Dog for them not you know, sticking to the timelines like, ah, fuck, how do we get this fall in fractions and this game is fucking terrible. You guys are spending money recklessly. So I think it's a, my impressions is like, this is overall his feel about PlayStation studios as a whole, the insane money that they're spending behind these projects and missing deadlines. Um, I, I don't think PlayStation's in a good, good spot. And I think it's going to be, uh, I think the later years of the PS5 is going to be not as good as people think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of missed projects. But Arthur, go ahead. So. Oh yeah, a lot. Like I said, that's. I will say at least this was like the, for the first time it wasn't. It didn't feel like Corpo speak. I was like, oh, I get what they're saying. Like for example, they said expensive by the scenes. So I'm like, uh oh, layoffs. Oh no. <laughs> um. But uh, the reason I had an immediate reaction of like, oh, this is good, only because not one for one, but like when I heard how he was meeting with the three four, oh, sorry, three four three, sorry, Bungie, some of the time here, sorry, but he was meeting with Bungie. I'm like, man, that's what Todd, that's what Phil Spencer should have done with Todd Howard. Stay one, fucking sit him down. <laughs> <laughs> that's again, it's not one for one, but that's why I thought of. I was like, fuck, I would have loved to see like, hey, we just acquired you. Um, you need to step your shit up. So again, Sony bought these people for $3.5 billion. They were that Bungie was their fucking response um purchase following that massive um that massive uh buyout that uh, Xbox had. So again, this is you know, this is Sony's wheelhouse. It's technically arguably, you know, I'm not say technically they did this uh first party title because Marathon's gonna be exclusive at console launch or no? No, it's not. No. Bungie has a deal 
with PlayStation that their games can be multi-platform. That was part of the condition in terms of uh, acquisition. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, cool. Good to know. Because I was, I would mentally checked off Marathon thinking it was going to be a console exclusive. Again, falling to $3.5 billion buyout. But again, there's good or bad. I'm glad that he's addressing um, delays because fucking someone has to. <laughs> it's like, Drill, you and I were talking like every new game ever should just have the title, sorry, the end card coming soon. Just like, stop it. Upside, downside, Todd Howard was smart doing an interview saying, hey guys, we actually kind of regret showing you uh, telling you the Elder Scrolls 6 was going to announce because all we've did was that six like a trailer. Like that's all we've fucking done in the game is one, agreed it's going to announce and then two, showed a really, really, really glorified 4K GIF. <laughs> that shit was like 30 seconds. So I, it's like, again, it's, I think it's more positive than negative again because I I'm over I'm over these delays especially in the world of triple you know in the world of triple A's um like draw because so and I want to say because Spider-Man 2 I forget if Spider-Man 2 was delayed or if it had like a later launch than we would have thought when it was announced it was delayed so remember, it, was, it, was, it, was delayed. it was delayed yeah. yeah so it's like again like Church said well these games need more time fine then understand that your own time frame when you give us the time frame because we because we you give us a time frame we expect the time frame you take that time frame away we're like well, why'd you take that time frame away you're the one that gave it to us there's no taxis backsies so that's why i'm like again you know hey he's addressing delays because fucking someone has to so yeah. do you think yeah. it leads to crunch I think I think it just I think it could it could lead to again just being more open or honest of the game again just the time frame it takes games to take like if the world if the time frame it took to make a game years ago is no longer the time it took to phrase now then kind of kind of just you know be up up upfront about it because like I said I like that I like that Todd Howard said that I like that Todd Howard said hey we kind of regret actually showing Elder Scrolls Six at that conference because this is nowhere near being done now guess what i am not impatient i'm not tweeting i'm not like where's all the scroll six i'm like cool it, that's just gonna be years from now whereas other companies like said rockstar and all these uh, other companies like rockstar um uh silver or something the ones that made a uh, deep silver i think is they called the ones that are making dying light too it's like here's do you remember that? Do you remember that Twitter campaign drill? Hey, where's Dying Light Two? And the actual Twitter account just replying with frog pictures every time someone tweeted, "Where's Dying Light Two? Frog. Where's Dying Light Two? Frog." So, just be like, hey, it's taking time. I would rather be told it's taking more. It's taking time than have an announcement of a date and then withdraw with a delay. That's where I'm at with that. I mean, yeah, I think we all would want the date that they give us to be the actual date, right? No question. Like, just give us a real time frame. If it's delayed, it's delayed. I just think when it comes to uh, PlayStation, when he's seizing these deadlines, um, he's upset. I, I think he is seeing the industry as a whole. I'm thinking like, damn, bro, like, Marathon's supposed to come out this year. Maybe there's some other games that we don't know is about supposed to come out this year that's not making it. Now they're coming out in what year? 2025? What, what else is coming out in 2025? The game that can solve world peace, GTA 6. Exactly. Now they're competing <laughs> against GTA 6. He's like, holy fuck, guys. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what we're doing? Like, PlayStation got to beat Rockstar? Like, that's, yeah, I think he's upset <laughs> about that situation, if I had to be a conspiracy. I mean, it's a tough thing. Like, he was beating GTA 6 that year. 
too. I would I would love to see player count articles and player count discourse of every other game after GTA Six drops. <laughs> right. Like, oh, this game, all oh, this game's a failure because there's no player care. You know, sorry, that was just referencing the power that that power world. Dev no, I mean, bro, you bring stuff. a great point because they. Sony has invested solely in games of services, right? We've seen the article of the 10 or 12 games they have in development. They're having games they want people to play over and over again. And then the biggest game of service, GTA 6, is coming out? Right. Like, it, bro, it's, it's, it's a disaster. I, I really don't know how they will recover with that shit, like, to be honest yeah. with you. I, yeah. yeah, I no, I think that's a great point too. And I think ha, there's this is this is an interesting time of PlayStation, right? Because like you said, they came out from being number one when it comes to console sales and whatnot. Um, having these these great games that release like Ragnarok and you know even like the the even when it comes to Last of Us, you know Part Two and just all those releases and whatnot. But they they are they do have a, a point of stagnation now. Um, and I think when it comes to the focus of PlayStation, Jim Ryan, I mean, I'm sorry to, to, to blame this on him, but he is a contributor to this fuck shit, right? 11 live service games coming near you. You know what I mean? As Girl, GTA let, let your soul be free. You don't have to apologize for saying Jim, it's Jim Ryan's fault. <laughs> Just speak for like, oh, fuck As GTA is about to, GTA is about to fuck everybody like Zed from Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> so it's like. So it's, it's, you know, I can understand where uh, Totoki's coming from when it comes to, hey, like, we need some solid deadlines on where are you on as far as, like, your phases of completion? Where are you guys at? You know what I mean? Uh, as far as for uh, Marathon being pushed back, was that a, was, is there any form of legitimacy there? Or is it a lack of uses of, of money? time you know what i mean like what what are we really looking at here you know he did say that he was happy to see that these people are excited they're energized and it doesn't mean that they have to be converted to crunch for the game to be released um you know i think crunch is a crunch is a is a poor work culture strategy and i don't think every single company has to go through that for a game to be released um and they don't have to be put in that particular position. Um, but I do think, too, on the other side of the spectrum, you do have games, to your point, where they aren't really pushed that hard as far as for them being uh, created. Uh, Last of Us is a prime example. Neil Druckmann's like, you know, I'm thinking about the third one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Tatoki isn't like, bitch, write a screenplay tonight. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to get in his face because that's like arguably one of the biggest selling games on in the past, you know, few PlayStation generations in the Last of Us series. So he's going to treat those very cautiously when it comes to those huge titles. Um, I don't know if we're going to get another God of War. We'll see what happens there. But these big, big titles, he's going to give grace to those because he knows how much money they pull in. But but live service is very different. When it comes to like these type of live service games, very different. We got to see where the fuck this is going. I mean, we already heard about that conference call of saying how there's no real big uh, additional uh, uh no big like first party games or whatever coming out for the system kind of alarming it's kind of slightly alarming to me so like you said 2025 is around the corner obviously playstation on the on the on the, the on the positive side of the spectrum 
you know, people are going to buy the PS5 version of Grand Theft Auto uh, 6, and it's going to make them money. But when it comes to what else are people playing, then yeah, that's that's kind of the opposite. That's kind of the, the double-edged sword there. <laughs> or it's like, we're making money, but we could be making more money. You know, and, and making money before and after. Like, before and, and like how long after. So, very interesting. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of good points that everybody made here. Yeah, I just... <clears throat> I think it's really interesting that he's coming out and doing the corporate speak of everybody's working hard. I love everybody, blah, blah, blah. But they're missing deadlines. He's like, bullshit. (laughs) Especially when you're number one in the industry. That's concerning. Like, why are you number one and then shitting on your studios? Is there something else going on? I mean, he's thinking number one right now. You know what I mean? He's thinking far off into next year probably he's like he's probably looking at you know the field view as far as like hey we're, we're now now but how do we stay there and if these motherfuckers aren't holding deadlines you know we ain't gonna stay number one homie you know what i mean like i know he doesn't want to be a spy pro <laughs> <laughs> i was just i was talking about that with one of the a fellow podcaster um uh sammy loco he was like you're at least a ps you know ps5 two point i said i hope not I said, mm-hmm. oh, the answer isn't more hardware. You know what I mean? So it's a good move. Me. It's a good move, especially with GTA 6 coming out. Um, I mean, it's not good for the consumer. Um, but if they can market like, hey, GTA 6 played best on console, PlayStation 5 Pro, it would outsell on Xbox tremendously. You know, it just like, yo, it's that extra push that you need. Um, but th- that's just my thoughts. It's a good move for next. Ha- it's a good move for next year. Absolutely, absolutely. That yeah. ad will never happen, though. <laughs> you no, here's why. No, no, here's why. No, 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 no. It will never happen. Sony never celebrates their wins. They will. They do in like interviews and articles, but they never celebrate their wins publicly. Like never, like never once was there a big E3, like number one selling console, da, da, da. What do we hear about that in interviews and podcasts and tech radar and fucking Forbes? It's never amongst the gaming community that Sony ever sell their wins. Like Drell, you know, like years ago when, when Sony first started the trend of them backing out of E3, they backed out of E3 for that first time on the heels of killing the Xbox One. The PS5 destroyed the Xbox One at launch and Sony didn't give a shit. Sony didn't give two shits. Their customers stepped up and outsold the Xbox. There was never like a big hoopla. Again, it was like, again, yeah, it was like, yeah, a they didn't, they didn't show up to three that year. <laughs> they didn't fucking show yeah. up. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying that ad. That's what I'm saying that will never happen. Cause I'm again, there'll be a, again, like fucking tech radar. A I guess Forbes I don't, article I don't about see it. it because is it, I don't look at it as celebrating a win as opposed mm-hmm. to a marketing scheme of like, Hey, get the PS5 pro with GTA six, you know, it's the best place to play. Even their, slo- even, even, their, even their slogans have been like greatness awaits. Like stand on your death. <laughs> Church, that, ad, that ad you, the ad you set for them, they'll get nine tenths of that. They'll get there. And that last part were like play best on Sony played best on the new console. They won't could they won't add that. You again, you may be right. You may be right. Like if like the PS5 Pro drops and like by all by all by all metrics, it's the most powerful gaming console on the market. They'll be never they won't say an ad. We'll hear about it. Again, we'll hear about it, but it won't be like the upfront market. It won't like I said, it won't be for like a mainstream consumer to hear. 
Maybe it'll ch- maybe Tatoki will change that, right? Maybe it'll be like, yo, we need to start. I'm hoping he changes yeah. a lot of things, man. Like, yeah. like here's like again, they they said themselves. I forget it was like a leak or like said a conference call or like a, I don't think it was an official article, but like it was like he said, he said, you know, like my friend of a friend said that there's really no big any more big first party titles coming up for the rest of the year was where that was kind of announced. Um, so Tadoki, Tadoki, hear me out. The console war. You can bring peace. <laughs> Tadoki could bring peace. And here's what I mean, dude. Hell, I'll just quickly talk about it. Hell divers. Like everyone that plays that game is like, make it cross platform. Like everyone, like Xbox customers, so, so, so. church. Okay, church. You, like again, you asked. What, what, it is. Uh, it is uh, Epic, Steam, uh, Epic and Steam. Yeah. Um, for PC. But, you know, like, like you said, hey, like, you know, what's the game? Like some people stop what they're doing to pay $70 for. Again, me and Xbox guys, I will drop what I'm doing to pay $70 for that Helldivers game. It looks so fun again. And uh, that just, again, that Sony has always been stingy for that cross-platform play. Jim Ryan's gone. The Batman's gone. Tatoki, you can bring peace. <laughs> just have, like, again, have Helldivers and other things like that be... Be more cross-platform, man. Like, sorry, just like, and the, and here's the thing too. It's not just me with the comments. Like you scroll these comments, like release it for Xbox. Like I have a Sony PS5. Release that my Xbox homies play this. Just like do it, man. It's like I'll, I'll, everyone wants more people to play Helldivers. And again, if like, let's say in three months, four, you know, let's say, I don't know, uh, where are we at, February? Uh, let's say September, the player count for Helldivers drops. And all of a sudden they announce that it's coming to Xbox. Guess what? That that player count in Sony is going to drop, isn't it? Come right back up because now all, this, all their Xbox friends are about to play it. Yeah, they're already at a nearing a cap. They're like f- over five hundred thousand people are on the same goddamn server right now. <laughs> that's dude, that's insane, man. Yeah, like I said, make it cross because like again, and you know, and and the last remnants of the of the console war, bring peace. You were supposed to bring peace to our galaxy. <laughs> I agree. The more the merrier, but yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I think that's that is a good strategy, though. See if the player count dips. Hey, more Xbox, you know what I mean? Welcome to the family. Let's play Helldivers 2, you know? I mean, hey, speaking of Galaxy and cross-platforms, there's another thing I want to segue. Do you, do you, are you guys are, are you guys going to buy Battlefront on Pi Day? Um, I'm, I guess I'm out of the loop. What's going on on Pi Day? March 4th. Uh, March for, uh, Pi Day, March 14th, 3.14. Um, uh, the original, uh, Battlefront one and two, uh, are being released online, thirty bucks cross platform. Yeah. Is it any updates to online. it? No, mm. uh, that includes a DLC. There's no aesthetic updates. It's that OG thing. Sixty four, sixty four players online. Sorry, I can't confirm it's cross platform, but it is being released for all systems. But the cross platform hasn't been confirmed. If you have like a Switch, you can play with your homies over here. But it's thirty. It's thirty. It's uh, thirty bucks because you get both Battlefront, the original, the OG Battlefront one and two. If it's hmm. cross platform, I would be more enticed to get it. Yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know, bro. I I I like those games. I, I would get it on Xbox if anything, because I think they the support back you know games longer than PlayStation does. But I I think I'm happy with Battlefront too. I mean, I know that game got a lot of flack because of the microtransactions, but they fixed it. And if you guys gone back to it, it's this is a really good game. 
um, at that point. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I might spend the money just because I want to support it. I don't know if I'll play it anytime soon, but, like, I like what you guys are doing. Um, do something else with another game, like, there's some money. So, uh, Cross-gen is confirmed. Okay. Or shit. cross Gen, but not cross platform. That's yeah. So five to four, but not five yeah. Xbox. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Ex, I'm. Ex, I'm excited for it because again, it's only thirty bucks. You get two good games. The campaigns again. The for the talk about value. Those campaigns. You've even played those games are great. I never had the online um, experience of those old school games because that was when like online like first came to the PS2. Um, my family is what you called poor. We, we were white, we we're in that white trash category. So my online was like, you know, they came in a cereal box, like every seven days you get like Wheaties and there was like a seven days worth of AOL. Oh yeah. That was a fucking, that was, that was my online experience. But so I never, so I never had that PS2 online, ex, online experience for games like that. So I'm like, Oh shit, it's coming out. Surprisingly a crazy, a huge fucking drop that was released at the, at the recent Nintendo direct, which was what the, like the, that about that the battlefronts are coming back. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Um, one of the last things here in the show, I was curious your guys' thoughts about this. This is probably going to be not as uh, intense as some of our other conversations, but uh, according to Video Game Chronicle, it says here, uh, Phil Spencer claims getting rid of physical games isn't a strategic thing for Xbox, uh, but it will follow what customers are doing, and right now a majority are buying games digitally. So it says Microsoft's head of gaming has claimed that getting rid of physical media isn't a strategic goal for Xbox, but its support for disc-based games appears far from unwavering. Legal documents leaked. More leaks. Get it to fuck together, Xbox. Uh, leaked doc <laughs> legal documents leaked last September potentially laid bare key elements of Microsoft's gaming strategy for years to come, including plans to launch an adorably all-digital Xbox Series X console codename Brooklyn, shut out Brooklyn. Uh, while his plans may have changed, according to the documents, the consoles targeted to offer November 2024 launch in a $499 price point. Xbox boss uh, Phil Spencer wouldn't discuss the leaked console in a recent interview uh, with GameFile, but he told the publication that Microsoft will follow what the customers are doing. Says in quote, "We are supportive of physical media, and we don't have a need to drive." that disproportionate to customer demand um he said he said we ship games physically and digitally and we're really just following what the customers are doing and i think our job in running xbox is to deliver on the things that a majority of customers want and right now a majority of customers are buying games digitally uh in quotes arthur what are your thoughts about that I didn't plan this. Speaking of Star Wars, Battlefront 2 was the last physical game I bought. That was in 2017. Oh, wow. I haven't I haven't bought a physical game in six years. So I'm neutral. I mean, it be I mean shit. If games aren't if games don't if don't get physically made anymore, GameStop's about to go to go to business ASAP. Um so like I said, I like I haven't it's been six years. Over, you know, more than one last Olympics since my last physical disc. Um, physical media is dying everywhere. You know, you mentioned music, um, movies, Blu-ray. Um, Blu-ray, the Blu-ray is dying. So it's just the world of the world of online, the world of leasing versus buying. And I don't know. You share the same sentiment, uh, Church? Um, yeah, I think it's inevitable. I mean, 
I think the majority of games I buy today, especially on the Nintendo Switch, is all digital. Um, with Xbox, I I don't I haven't bought anything physical for my Series X. With Game Pass, it just it doesn't make sense. I have a couple games for my PlayStation Five. Um, actually, no, I don't. I had Ghost of Tsushima, and that's about it. Uh, I I think I've gone all digital. Um. I share the concern about like, hey, we love these great games, right? Are we going to be able to play them in the future? Games and services just suck. Like, hey, this game existed for a moment and the servers are shut down and we can never play it again. Um, it's going to be the fate of all live service games. Like eventually Overwatch 2 will be there, right? It's just going to fail one day. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think there's like a business opportunity for a company to take single player experiences and maybe take the licenses from these major publishers of Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo, and maybe release physical copies and those companies get a cut into it. Um, I don't know how that works in a long-term plan when consoles may move away from a disc drive, right? It, it may be a situation where you get a physical version that's on a USB, dongle and you can just import it put it onto the system and you can play it off of there i think that's overall how the future would look um because all systems have usbs but i i it sucks i i i, I like game preservation in the long run but i i really don't have a solution for it um at this time yeah yeah i think it's weird that phil Spencer was like oh it's not a strategy but um we're gonna do it the market says like that's a strategy phil <laughs> like what are you talking about I, I mean i think they're just responding right to the market i don't think yeah. they're like hey what's a strategy to move <laughs> physical to digital it's like hey which is selling more and we'll support whichever it's like right. it's a strategy to lay off 1900 people like what the fuck are you dictating it's a strategy <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Like they, they're even not, they even announced they even announced that they're gonna lay out the physical media team. Like, yeah, these are all strategies. Like whether whether we we want to see it as they are or, they, or as they're not. I guess my my little annoyance, and I agree with all you guys. Like it's been a long time since I bought a fucking physical game. Like let's just be real. Yeah, it's um, a PC game. Come on, bro. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Quick question as a PC gamer. Start a disc. (laughs) Dude, not even a disc. Quick question for like a PC game. Do they even still come in like those boxes? Do you remember like PC games used to come in like in a VHS size box? I haven't seen one in a long time. What do you buy PC games at, bro? Like Steam, Epic Games. (laughs) Like that was the most. (laughs) <laughs> that's our most unused shelf our most unused shelf ever like we that's why one- that's why i laugh when the church is talking about black and white i'm like oh that game in the drawer i remember that shit <laughs> like it was I a good game co- damn it. <laughs> it was i believe you i believe you closing when we had to close and alphabetize our racks we never had to touch that pc rack oh no yeah, one touched yeah. that shit we just face it we just face all the the ones that had cover art we just face it's it, like you know fuck it I mean? it's alphabetized no one will care no one will notice yeah um yeah. one one thing to draw uh sorry i cut you short there but one thing i'll say this that was kind of feeling the fire to i think to a point to also decrease the value or need for physical copies was that trend we saw increasing that's more and more becoming present is even single player games need to be online 
like that like so if you have to be online anyway like what was the whole what's the whole fucking point of leaving your house buying a disc bringing it home installing it updating it day one patch on the market just the way you like day one patches and then you still have to be online if you're gonna be online anyway just fucking buy it from the online store yeah yeah i think the industry as a whole is just the way that companies can extract data from the players to know what missions people are playing how many hours it's just it incentivizes them to always to be online unfortunately when you're playing a game um i don't fucking know i i think the only person that's doing this kind of right is is xbox i I'm, I'm, i think and maybe nintendo i mean let's sell you the same fucking game but at least they're re-releasing the game every generation them they love the backlog right um i i just i i don't know man going forward i is xbox does xbox care about the physical fuck no i'd rather get a digital code and like a video game model so i'm like i'm a sucker for collector's editions right so i have like the starfield fucking box in front of me right now um i love you got that show. watch yeah i still got the fucking watch the watch bro yeah that's the watch nice. i still use the watch so i'd rather they sell me a physical item than the physical game like yeah. at this point give me a digital code you know I, give, make it 50 dollars or 70 dollars you know don't don't charge me up the ass <laughs> no charge church he likes to I'm, buy stuff <laughs> i support my games unlike you guys like i don't know what you're talking about oh, oh so oh, get, also now subscribers okay, aren't what, supporting what, games anymore okay, what's that okay what I didn't games support have Stadia. you guys bought Fucking this year? Sue me. in 2024 <laughs> have you guys bought any video games this year it's, uh, we're two months into the year. No, 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 no. I can answer that. I can answer that. Uh, well, 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 you know what? Technically, that was 2023. That was December. Actually, no, I was no, going to no, say Alloy no. 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought Alloy 2. I'm trying to get you guys game. to buy Helldivers 2, but you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Just give me some time. I need better Wi Fi. <laughs> I bought a game and DLC. Oh, oh what game? Go ahead. <sighs> about arkham knight and the season pass that shit was like eight bucks total thanks game pass you actually bought arkham knight it's free on game pass well yeah but if i'm like okay if it ever leaves game pass plus dude art like everything everything for arkham knight was like 650 yeah so i I bought all the dlc too i don't believe you bought the game i believe you bought the dlc (laughs) no i bought the game no the goddamn nope i bought the game too this man wants to this man wants to see the receipt That's crazy. I bought, I bought both. I bought both because, again, Damn. like Drew was saying, hey, okay. if this game ever comes off Game Pass, which, by the way, I was thinking it might because because I noticed the player count for Suicide Squad went down, the player count for Arkham Knight went up. They're like, oh, you know, hey, well, what if we get this off Game Pass and, you know, Arkham Knight gets more of their true money back? I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, oh, shit, this game out of nowhere got more popular because people like me wanted to play a true Batman game, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck. I'm like 350 for the game, another 350 or three like 29 for all the DLC to buy everything like seven bucks pre tax. Fuck it, I don't care. I'm just saying, if you bought that in 2015, Suicide Squad never would have happened. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so earlier, That's so amazing. earlier, amazing. <laughs> That's an amazing joke. I'm well, sorry. That was sort of. <laughs> I still, I still stand by. 
I still stand by why I didn't so buy So they're going to turn all our shit into live service bullshit? <laughs> God damn it, I need two jobs. I need to buy the games. So my Metal Gear Solid is some bullshit <laughs> live service shit. Don't worry, guys. If you think you kind of like Suicide Squad, don't worry. There's 13 seasons coming soon. <laughs> uh, we don't even know if we're going to get 13. Uh, I'm worried about season one. <laughs> Is, dude, that game's like a fucking Death Netflix Stranding. show. Throw the baby at the, <laughs> at the person uh, to get more coins. <laughs> Will it get picked up for season two? You don't fucking know. Uh, dude, Suicide Squad is like, dude, that season one has to be immaculate. Like, you asked 70 plus dollars for me, and then you want to ask for more money like a month later. Like, that season one has to be enticing. Wait, right. the season, wait, this, well, the seasons aren't free? No, they are free, but oh, it's okay, uh, okay, okay. Okay. The, the seasons are free. I'll the have to lose my shit. Free, I'm like, they, dude, you fucked up buying that game. A battle pass, right? Oh, yeah. Like the free battle pass, the $10 one. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. I, I spent $70. I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool to spend $10 more. Like, it's okay. But like, it really has to be enticing for to ask more money out of my pocket. Like, or like Helldivers 2 level enticing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go play Helldivers 2. I'm going to play <laughs> FF14. I might go back to rebuff. I don't know. Like this, other <laughs> <shit> to do. <laughs> it has to be in. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I I think the last I think the last the last part of my um of this this conversation as far as like I the, forgot the, what we were even talking about. That shit threw me off. As far as the Xbox topic is, I feel like Xbox used to be the guys that were different, right? They used to be the guys that are like, oh, put in your fucking 360 game into your Xbox One, boom. You know, you can play your games there. Like, oh, we can do, you know, like this. When it came to preservation, when it came to not being online, when it came to owning your games and not having it be, you know, you had to be subscribed to your service or whatever. They used to be the guys that did things different and, like, it, it made them stand out from PlayStation and from everybody else, right? But now it's like they're the same part of the same circle jerk. Like, you have to be online for everything. Uh, you gotta be subscribed to your shit to own your shit now, you know. Like I just, I don't know. I just feel I kind of I kind of miss that that uh, uniqueness with Xbox, and now we have to find what that new uniqueness is through this service. So now there is service, you know what I mean. But I just need more from them, you know. I need them to have. I need the, them to really nail on their IPs for for, for better releases. And and when it came to physical media, you know, like you know, we me and Arthur we used to talk about it all the time. As far as like, it's crazy that I could put this disc in and have it still play, you know. And like they're like, they're the real leaders used to be of game preservation, and now it's just kind of going out the window. It's like we'll just convert this into Game Pass, and you can just pay sixteen bucks a month. Well, you know, so oh, oh, but they're still leading, bro. Like they have okay, it's preservation. Maybe it's your definition of preservation. Is physical media as opposed to if it just being on Game Pass? Physical media. I got guess. you. Got yeah. you. Okay. I'm yeah. following with Cause, you. Because yeah. that was, again, that was an actual ad of theirs. They're like, look, we, look what you could do with, with our system. You can't do with a fucking Sony. Here's a 360 game. Right. Uh, and they put it in the Xbox. That was an actual, I remember that. That was an actual ad. They put it in their Xbox. They're like, um, PS2 to PS3. Times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, again, that's why I'm just, that's, you know, like, again, that's like, hey, we're talking about Battlefront 2. Fun fact, the last, you know, physical copy of the game I bought with a gift card I got for my birthday. And again, fun fact, I still got more value from those fucking thumb grips. I can't go back, dude. Playing a controller without thumb grips, I'm like, ah, what the fuck? What is this trash? <laughs> <laughs> Do dude, you, thumb, thumbsticks are sick, dude. 
I got to try them one day. I haven't to try them. Like I said, I bought it. I did gift card and I bought Battlefront two on sale. Cause that show was on sale like two weeks after it dropped. And then uh, I had like whenever that odd amount, you know, you have a gift card. Well, what the fuck would you do with like four bucks and 75 cents? Yeah. So I got like thumb success, a joke. I've never gone back. I've never, I've never gone back. Are they, oh, con- are they yeah, concave or convex? Um, it depends what they have. Cause again, okay. in terms of, and in, because in, every time I bought them, I just happen to run into a retailer and be like, Oh, mine's kind of cracked. This is cheap. I'll get it. The first ones I got were convex. The ones I have okay, now are concave. So okay. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Concave, deep convex out. Yeah. I'm team convex. Okay. I like them out because the first ones I got were convex. The ones I have now are concave. I, they're still better than standard ones. So I've just to them, but, um, honestly church try them like i have i I have i've never gone back i'm like fuck a default analog stick (laughs) what is this yeah i I, i'm down to try it i mean i've been tempted you know you know me guys i'm just like first like playstation 4 pro controller the elite control it's it's on my list like maybe one day i just do you guys have any of those pro controllers from any of the systems I don't. I'm not I, responsible I don't know enough PC, to own. You got like a special mouse or keyboard or some shit like that. But like, Arthur, do you have the Elite Control? <laughs> I'm not responsible enough to own one. I've gone through too many controllers, my guy. Like, if I've gone through controllers, like if I've gone through pets, like I've gone through through controllers, I'll be on the ASPCA's like no fucking fly list. Like we can't give anything else to this guy. <laughs> yeah. I've gone through too many. I've gone through too many first party accessories to trust myself with anything beyond a standard controller. I should get a new. I should get a new keyboard because there's some there's some badass fucking keyboards i have a hyper x mouse which i i appreciate quite a bit hell yeah <laughs> church i have yeah. a question for you have in terms of controllers have you seen the new turtle beach one the turtle beach version of the xbox elite that one looks sick no i i, I haven't i mean with the xbox elite that's crazy so it's like the dick yeah. collaboration or something like that oh. no 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 it's like it's like a really 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 high-end mad cats so i used to get third-party controllers and they broke they break on me all the time like that's but my first party shit fucking lasts forever somehow like ps5 controllers notoriously are bad with joystick drift and this breaking do i have my same ps5 controller for like since the release and it's still working and the battery's good the battery's fucking good bro. i wow. mean no. how do you no, do that PS, well, hold on. P, ps5 controller <laughs> batteries are trash in general. that's what i'm saying fresh air, just Dude, i take batteries any fucking day like just mm-hmm. it's oh it's it's but it's not broken like it doesn't have the analog stick uh drifting or the button smashing it just works to this day i just have really good luck you know so um nice yeah uh, name name a problem i've had it man i will like there are definitely ones where i dropped and it dropped it like right the like at the right angle then my right bumper got fucked i'm like fuck that's on me but sometimes <laughs> we'd be playing and then now like even on my left stick i remember this it's actually the controller i have in my house right now just in case someone plays with it by the way if you come around my house and i give you a blue controller your left stick's secretly fucked at least you told us before playing like tekken 8 and i'm like what the fuck right. <laughs> you, you, you get the little brother controller um so my controller is like stuck in like physically the sticks are in default but the control but the wires and guts think i'm always slightly moving forward so i have to like constantly press down i have and so so really random job remember earlier way back when i went in a rant of like i'm tired of these fucking cursor based games those menus were a nightmare when your controller always wants to go up and i'm like (laughs) no go down and my cursor is always like do you want to go up here like no (laughs) 
That's so, amazing. uh, church, I just put in chat. Yeah. It's a $200 turtle beach stealth ultra wireless controller with charge dock 30 hour battery, uh, design. It's, is it looks, it, it looks it compatible gorgeous. with the cloud. Cause that, to me, that's the biggest issue with third party controllers. Is that oh, I don't you know. Can't, you can't, you can't plug them into the cloud most of the time. So, but interesting well folks as you can tell we are at the end of the show here for the gamers for life podcast again each and every friday saturday or sunday discussing all things games nice episode gents i'm glad we came to a uh a full circle of, of being happy with each other again we started out pretty heated it's <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of the show though i'd like to thank you church and to thank you arthur of course for being such great guests ghost oh yeah everybody. yeah thank you all right guys thank you so much we'll see you next time to the next episode.